Good morning, everybody. This is Lady E coming to you with another segment. And before I was talking about switching your position from being helpless to hopeful, hopeless to hope filled. And, <clears throat> and again, I have a Shopify store, Army of Elohim, that I will introduce when it is launched. Now, I am doing a lot of mental work in these few months, these fa past few months. Well, longer than that, but it wasn't intentional. It was more observational. Now that I'm doing intentional mental work, um, one of the YouTube videos I stumbled upon yesterday was talking about how we narcissist abuse victims how the narcissist triggers you over and over and over again how they know your weaknesses mainly because you're telling them you know i know in my situation you know i would tell them my narcissists were very close to me i would tell them my hopes my dreams I would tell them what I liked, what I didn't like, and what a narcissist will do is use it as tools against you. That's like if they had an empty, I don't want to be morbid, but an empty gun, and you're filling up the clip with all the ammo for them to take you down. Um, so they trigger you over and over and over again, and the reason why they trigger you is so that you can fulfill their sense of calm which for some we for some people being calm means being in chaos for me in particular i don't like chaos i like peace and i i suppose <clears throat> i suppose that would be the same for other narcissistic abuse victims that they like to be in peace and um The narcissist will trigger you over and over and over again so that they can shatter your sense of peace and make you expect f something fearful to come around the corner every time there's calm for you to feel like something is about to happen because it's too peaceful, it's too calm, it's too quiet. And you have been conditioned I can only speak for self. That's why I talk about my situations. I could project and act as if I know what's going on in everybody else's lives or everybody else's head. That's not the case. I can only play all to ya that what I'm saying is relatable to somebody out there and what I'm saying can help them get out of get out of their rut. You know, I've been stagnant personally for a few years because of that big blow that I received from the narcissist that are the closest to me and with that blow um, I like spiritually stopped you know today I'm sitting here this morning thinking about every day how I would talk to the most high 
every day I would talk to Yah. Back then, I called him God back then, but his name is Yahuwah. Every day I talk to him. And he is the God of the Israelites. He's the Elohim of the Israelites. The Negroes in America. We're not African. Um... We're what we were. We are the true Jews. There are twelve other tribes. So that's mainly for the women out there. I'm not supposed to talk um, about this with men, which is part of the law, statutes, and commandments. And down the line, I'm going to do a video, hopefully, about how we go against the rules in the Bible as melanated women. Um, I'm going to talk about the rage that we have as melanated women, the emasculation we do to men. Um, why it's so difficult for us to remain in a relationship, in a healthy relationship for those where it is difficult for. Um, but yeah, I digress. Going back to the topic, um, narcissists will trigger you so that you could be in a constant state of fear. And when you're in a, when you're in a position where you sense danger, you, we automatically go into fight and flight response. And if you're constantly triggered with danger, you're going to constantly trigger your flight res fight or fl flight response in your mind. After a while, just like smoking, just like drinking, just like whatever you're taking, whatever addiction, that becomes a habit. Being in fight or flight response becomes a habit. So you separate yourself from society to protect yourself at some point. This is what I did. Separate yourself from society at some point when you just can't take it anymore. When you feel as though, you know what, I'm safer by myself. Just being alone, I'm safer. I know there's nothing coming around the corner, you know, and it it places you in such a bad place because we need social inter interaction to gauge ourselves. Um, in the Bible it says treat others the way you want to be treated, but how can you possibly do that if you don't interact with others at all? And for me, I'm a quiet person, um, but I like to say I, I pack a lot of punch. Like, I can be feisty, I can be comedic I can be loving I can be caring I am very empathetic um I feel like I have a lot of beautiful qualities in a person for a person to have but because I've been around and I didn't know I was around narcissists and because I was around people that also saw that I had good qualities but because they saw it in me they didn't see it in themselves because you know we all we all bring back whatever it is to ourselves. Like, 
jealousy, for instance, um, basically is, I mean, that is jealousy, but basically is seeing what somebody has or lacks or whatever the case is. Something that we really won't want, we see in another person. And for some people, they can just, you know, work a little harder on maintaining what they have and on trying to be a better person if that's if it's a characteristic quality that they're looking to to gain and other people which are narcissists sociopaths and psychopaths um they try to make you feel bad about it but without letting you know that that's what they are jealous about that that's what they're envious about like if you have a good heart a narcissist knows they don't have a good heart. A narcissist knows that you have a good heart because, you know, well, for me, I was a people pleaser. And they will use that against you. You know, they will, okay, she's a people pleaser. Um, she likes to please people. I'm people. You know, in order for me to be pleased, you have to do this. In order for me to be pleased, you have to do that. But the thing a narcissist won't tell you is they'll, they'll never be pleased with what you do because they're envious of you. So whatever you do is not going to make them feel for you more. It's not going to make them... It's just going to make them, you know, target you and laugh at you and, you know, look at her like she's jumping all these hoops to, to satisfy me. She doesn't know I'll never be satisfied because I don't like her. You know, I actually hate her. You know, who does who does leaps and bounds for people that hate you? The narcissist doesn't respect you at the core because because they're envious of you and because you're falling for their tricks and they know you're mentally weak because if you were mentally strong, you wouldn't even be doing this game with them. You know, it's you know, it's funny that they call it a cat and mouse game. Um but if you think about it, being in a narcissist empath type of situation kinda is like that, like Tom and Jerry, where sometimes they're sitting side by side, just, you know in cahoots with each other about something or just, you know, hanging out for a second and then you have the majority of the show where the mouse is running all the time, you know. Let's forget about the fact that the mouse is, like, counteracting attacks and everything. But just the simple action of flight. Um, he senses danger and knows what, you know, he's in acceptance with what is a possibility to go on. The cat's going to try to eat you. Run. You know. And I feel like if people feel they can't beat a negative energy like that so intense, that eventually they do run. Eventually, I personally ran. I took all my stuff. I, I ran as far as I could. Like, And I'm proud of myself that I did that. You know, I'm proud of myself that... I felt like I was important enough 
that I felt like I was worthy enough not to have to go through what I was going through. And I pat myself on the back on a regular basis because I'm in a beautiful scene at the moment. And like I said, I started a family and... That was, I'm sorry, that was the, I'm just trying to be as transparent as possible. You know, I said I started a family and that kind of triggered um, certain memories. I have a son out there and the situation with him is actually the reason why I fell into deep depression. I was lied on, smear campaign on me, a moment of vulnerability on my part caused a train of reactions and exposure and mass to fall off in a big way for me. And it's been four years since I seen my kid, I miss him so much, I cried still cry I still cry about not seeing him about how these people are playing keep away and mind you there's no I didn't he didn't get taken away because of of drugs he didn't get taken away because of domestics he didn't get he got taken away because I needed him to be in a safe location while I figured out stability and during that time, people came up from behind me and claimed I abandoned him. And then I hardly talked to my kid. I'm not able to see him growing right now. And I know he's going to come back to me. He's, he's coming back. And they knew that it would take me. They, they knew that it was going to hurt me. And how bad it was gonna hurt me because I I love that kid so much I love that he was my sidekick like he was an awesome child and he's seven now he I I allowed him to I allowed you know I could have taken other options I was in fear I wasn't in faith I allowed these people. Well, a part of these people to, you know, safe keep him from me because I didn't, I didn't know what was going on next. I didn't want him to be on the streets with me, which I did end up on the streets. I didn't want him to be homeless. I didn't, I didn't need him to, I wanted him to be comfortable. I wanted him to have a roof over his head and, and running water and, you know, be around people who love him for a short amount of time that time got extended and if i if i had just realized all the red flags before if i had just accepted and taken in the bitter pill that i needed to take i would have closed that door but i do feel as if yeah left that door 
a particular door ajar for me so that I can I can learn how to forgive and not to perpetuate a generational curse of grudges having a grudge you know and it tells us melanated women and I'm speaking to the melanated women in this uh in the about this particular part I spoke to Melanie women about this particular part, um, about the fact that we're not supposed to hold grudges, it says in the Bible, but I will reconvene with you guys at a later time. Have a great day.